This is section 68 of Mark Twain, A Biography. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mark Twain, A Biography, Volume 1, Part 2, 1866 to 1875. Chapter 68 The Reverend Joe Twitchell. He returned to Hartford to look after the progress of his book. Some of it was being put into type, and with his mechanical knowledge of such things, he was naturally interested in the process. He made his headquarters with the Blisses, then living at 821 Asylum Avenue, and read proof in a little upper room, where the lamp was likely to be burning most of the time, where the atmosphere was nearly always blue with smoke and the window-sill full of cigar-butts. Mrs. Bliss took him into the quiet social life of the neighborhood, to small church receptions, society gatherings, and the like, all of which he seemed to enjoy. Most of the dwellers in that neighborhood were members of the Asylum Hill Congregational Church, then recently completed, all but the spire. It was a cultured circle, well off in the world's goods, its male members for the most part concerned in various commercial ventures. The church stood almost across the way from the Bliss home, and Mark Twain, with his picturesque phrasing, referred to it as the stub-tailed church, on account of its abbreviated spire. Also, later, with a knowledge of its prosperous membership, as the Church of the Holy Speculators. He was at an evening reception in the home of one of its members when he noticed a photograph of the unfinished building framed and hanging on the wall. "'Why, yes,' he commented, in his slow fashion, "'this is the Church of the Holy Speculators.' cautioned mrs bliss its pastor is just behind you he knows your work and wants to meet you turning she said mr twitchell this is mr clemens most people know him as mark twain and so in this casual fashion he met the man who was presently to become his closest personal friend and counselor and would remain so for more than forty years joseph hopkins twitchell was a man about his own age athletic and handsome a student and a devout christian yet a man familiar with the world fond of sports with an exuberant sense of humor and a wide understanding of the frailties of humankind he had been port waste ore at yale and had left college to serve with general dan sickles as a chaplain who had followed his duties not only in the camp but on the field mention has already been made of mark twain's natural leaning toward ministers of the gospel and the explanation of it is easier to realize than to convey he was hopelessly unorthodox rankly rebellious as to creeds anything resembling cant or the curtailment of mental liberty roused only his resentment and irony yet something in his heart always warmed toward any laborer in the vineyard and if we could put the explanation into a single sentence, perhaps we might say it was because he could meet them on that wide, common ground sympathy with mankind. Mark Twain's creed, then and always, may be put into three words—liberty, justice, humanity. It may be put into one word—humanity. Ministers always loved Mark Twain. They did not always approve of him, but they adored him. 
the reverend mr rising of the comstock was an early example of his ministerial friendships and we have seen that henry ward beecher cultivated his company in a san francisco letter of two years before mark twain wrote his mother thinking it would please her i am as thick as thieves with the reverend strebens i am laying for the reverend scudder and the reverend dr stone i am running on preachers now all together and i find them gay so it may be that his first impulse toward joseph twichell was due to the fact that he was a young member of that army whose mission is to comfort and uplift mankind but it was only a little time till the impulse had grown into a friendship that went beyond any profession or doctrine a friendship that ripened into a permanent admiration and love for joe twichell himself as one of the noblest specimens of his race he was invited to the twichell home where he met the young wife and got a glimpse of the happiness of that sweet and peaceful household he had a neglected lonely look and he loved to gather with them at their fireside he expressed his envy of their happiness and mrs twichell asked him why since his affairs were growing prosperous he did not establish a household of his own long afterward mr twichell wrote mark made no answer for a little but with his eyes bent on the floor appeared to be deeply pondering then he looked up and said slowly in a voice tremulous with earnestness with what sympathy he was heard may be imagined i am taking thought of it i am in love beyond all telling with the dearest and best girl in the whole world i don't suppose she will marry me i can't think it possible she ought not to but if she doesn't i shall be sure that the best thing i ever did was to fall in love with her and proud to have it known that i tried to win her it was only a brief time until the twichell fireside was home to him he came and went and presently it was mark and joe as by and by it would be livy and harmony and in a few years uncle joe and uncle mark aunt livy and aunt harmony and so would remain until the end end of chapter sixty eight the reverend joe twichell read by john greenman